All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to episode 420 of the KISS FAQ podcast. 420, what an interesting number to be on here. And Julian's not here with us to enjoy the 420 episode. So for all you smokers out there, this episode's for you. So uh, first of all, I will be hosting, as you can tell today, and uh, joining me on this esteemed day of 420, we are going to have Lonnie. What's up? Louis KISS. Uh, we have Wiz Daniel from Sweden. Hello. And of course, we have the voice of reason, the man from San Francisco Bay Area, enjoying the heat and the uh, you know various forest fires that we were talking about earlier. Uh, Mr. Ken Keenan, how are you, sir? Yeah, staying cool. Very good. <laughs> so today we have a few different things to talk about. Uh, last week's episode was a hotbed of discussion. Uh, lots of views. Uh, we, we, we had a lot of people check out that episode. So first of all, we'd like to thank everybody who watched that episode and uh, made it a pretty, uh, you know, viewed episode for us overall. So again, thank you for the numbers and thank you for your comments. And speaking of comments, we're going to head on over to Daniel, who's decided that it's going to be a good idea to let's point out some comments that were made by viewers. So Daniel, if you may, please, uh, entertain us with some comments yeah i picked a few there's loads of good comments and i you said we had a lot of view viewers last time actually we've gained quite a few subscribers lately i don't know really why we've been standing on almost the same amount for a long period of time and suddenly we 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 got a lot of new subscribers so i guess you have some <laughs> you have quite a challenge to to go through all of our our uh, episodes, if you're <laughs> because catch up. Uh, there's some real I, good I, ones I, out there. I did a, I did a yeah. quick count. You can actually watch one episode a day for 14 months. So you have wow. your work cut out for you. But but over to the comments. Uh, I I read one a bit longer com comment that I thought was kind of cool. It's from In My Head. I think he's got a Kiss podcast himself. Yes, I think I've I think watched so. it a few times. He wrote like this, I'm seeing some of these for the first time, but man, they take me back to being a kid in the late 70s. See the Houston 76 show, watching the crowd talk and pass doobies before the show, seeing the film crew zoom in on the ladies, and then the excitement just before the show starts. Listening to the Japan 77 show and picking out parts of the music and the crowd that would later be used in Alive 2. This past couple of weeks has been an amazing time for us KISS fans. Well, we all have to agree with that one, I think. I think he, he nailed it. And then we have some, some shorter comments uh, just to pat our backs a bit, our, our own backs. Atomic, he said, you four guys make a good show always. And I don't know, we have so many shows with the four He hasn't watched 420 episodes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he, he might be a new subscriber, this guy. Uh, and then Paul Russell said, interesting discussion. Well worth listening. Good job, gents. And JJT, 
wrote, in my opinion, Sam Loomis should start doing the convention circuit so everyone can thank him personally. That yeah. was kind of funny. <laughs> Shad Kaufman, Lonnie, the wow. Wow! Freaking time to do it. I crack up. I love, I love it. I love it. Keep it up. And then the metal horns at the end. Uh, Keith Powers, you guys just predicted the future. Sam Loomis' channel and his videos are gone. Literally, the day after you said it might happen. Yeah. Uh, I've always said Mark is sort of a mind reader. He has some psychic powers. I don't know. He, he said it, and it happened. Paolo Vincent, well said, Daniel. Hoarders are pathetic. I don't know if I was that harsh, but, but uh, well, maybe. So there are a few of the great comments from the viewers. Keep them coming, and uh, we'll read some of them next week as well. Well, wait. Yeah. Where's, where's the one, the negative comment from, from the uh, eight-year-olds? I don't think they're allowed to, to be on here legally to, to leave comments so but your um, audience is yeah so that's that's great thank you very much Daniel for sharing those and again we uh we invite you to leave your comments and I think in future episodes we'll continue to do this to dig up some good ones and bring them up and to show our appreciation of the viewers that are listening to the show uh of course uh the very first comment daniel was talking about he was referring back to the videos that were dropped on a few weeks back from our good friend there and uh, as we as we mentioned the video channel is now no longer operational at least his one isn't mm. so that's sort of a sad thing but you know there are other places you can check out these videos and we'll get to that later but let's start off with a little bit of a news topic. Now, this is not exactly, I don't think, new news, but I don't think we've really talked about it in any kind of great detail. Uh, and it is on my uh, list of topics to discuss. So we have to hit this one first. And that is uh, Mr. Gene Simmons has uh, said that they are adding 100 more shows to the KISS tour. Uh, now, is this gene just speculating again that they're going to do this do you guys think it's going to actually happen another 100 shows to this tour uh and if they do the 100 shows uh, i'm curious let, let's go around the panel here and and let's ask this first where do you think they're going to do these 100 shows let's start with daniel well where they will do i think they could actually make another uh uh trip over here in, in europe because the response they've been getting here is awesome and they've been selling out left and right i mean just in sweden they played two nights uh, the first night thirty thousand, and the second night i think it was like twenty thousand mm -hmm. uh, in two different cities but we don't we only have three big cities in in sweden with you know up up uh, somewhere along a million uh, inhabitants so yeah all the other cities are kind of small. Well, I think I think they'll do one more one more show here in Sweden if they do a, because a hundred dates that, that's a lot of dates. How long would it, would it take? Like a year to to do it, maybe another well, year. Maybe six. If you months. think about it, if they did a show every single day, you know, 
that would still be like three, four months pretty much to do yeah. that, right? So, uh, and they won't do it, they, and they don't do a show every single day. So mm-hmm. that would be spread out to at least six months, another six months at least, you know, if you think about it. And I don't know how how, how many times I've been in in America or North America during this uh, tour, but um, there might be some lost cities that they can <laughs> still perform in. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the one place that I know that they could probably go to, because I know that they haven't been there very often, is here in Canada. I mean, I don't think that there's been a date here in Toronto for a for a long time here. I mean, I think it was just when they first started a tour, they did something here, so they they could easily come back here. In America, we've done a lot of stuff. But before I go on, let's go around more. Lonnie, what do you think? You know, I I could see them doing adding a hundred more dates to this show, this tour. I really could. I don't think it's just Gene spouting off and just pontificating at a whim, because if you think about it, I mean, they didn't tour. They they toured very very little at the beginning of 2020, and it was it was some smaller markets that they were hitting that they had missed in in 2019, and then they came back in 21. Well, oh, well, well, they did do Dubai, Ken, if you remember, at the mm-hmm. end of 2020. And then they came <laughs> back in 2021, and you know they they picked up that tour and did and did some more of those secondary markets. They just kind of picked up that tour where it left off, kind of, for lack of better terms. And so they really haven't hit. Mark, 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 you said, well, they haven't hit Toronto since since 19 when they started the tour. They I I saw them in. September of 19 when they came through St. Louis. That's the last time I saw them. And I, I oh. saw them, I also saw them in Memphis in like February or, or March of 2019. So it's been, a, it's been a while since I've seen them on this tour. And it's been a while since they've hit a lot of major cities in America on this tour because they, you know, what, what they've been doing is kind of making up for that, that Lost Cities tour that they were on that got canceled when, when COVID hit. So I could see them look at themselves and say, you know what? I, I think there is a market for us to go back and hit these major cities again one more time and cash in one more time before we hang it up. Um, and I th- and I I think part of it, too, you know, they might be looking at what Motley Crue and Def Leppard and Poison are doing, playing stadiums in America. And Gene and Paul's ego might be might be a little bruised, might be a little <laughs> jealous that looking at what Motley Crue, Def Leppard and Poison are doing. And if you, I mean, and I've been following that tour as it goes and, and those stadiums are legitimately pretty damn full every night. So mm-hmm. I, I think, and, and I, I mean, that, that's another discussion. Like what, what, what could they do or what kind of package could they do to do a stadium tour across America? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have to be somebody, it would have to be a legitimate package, like, like what's going on right now. But I think it's very possible that I could see them doing a, a full scale major market one more time through on this tour, American tour. Um, and to Daniel's point too, I mean, they, I, I could see them doing one more time across Europe. I mean, I, they are going to Australia here in, no, in November, you know, and I, I don't see them going back to Australia again. Um, but, but I could see them hitting major markets in Europe and and America one more time. I mean, it is Kiss, and I, one more, I know I'm, I'm kind of long-winded, but one more thing on this, real quick, is that in that interview, if we, I think it was Gene. He goes, "Well, you know what? We've never retired before, so blah 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 blah. Never retired before? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about?" 
<laughs> Talk about revisionism. Forgot history. about the farewell tour. Yeah. Go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry, I kind of rambled there. No, that's been all right. Um, I kind of agree with you guys. Um, the the uh, I think you know probably Doc McGee told him that you know gave him the word that you know I'm give it, you know I'm gonna get us hundred more dates or something like that and and they're probably gonna do it. I'm thinking they're gonna um, it's gonna be mostly U.S. Uh, dates uh, on cities that they've been to before in the past but didn't hit on the the three years they've been doing this tour because I saw them in Sacramento in 2020 or was it 20? Yeah, 20. And then, uh, no, 19. Was it 19? <laughs> I'm losing track. Yeah. Uh, 19, 20, and 21. Yeah, I saw them three years in a row. So one was Sacramento. Then the next year was Oakland. And then the next year was, in, you know, Mountain View. Uh, near you know San Jose kind of that way um, so I'm thinking well maybe they're gonna hit some of the other places they've played around here uh, either they could do San Francisco still which they've been away from there forever um, I don't know if they could fill the Chase Center or not or not you know who knows I'm hoping what I'm hoping is for that they'll probably and this is probably what it's gonna be is mostly gonna be smaller I mean they've already everyone's seen them on uh, the last few years so I think they might go to uh, and you know keep it to smaller amphitheaters and that sort of thing you know there's an amphitheater near me here that they've played a number of times so I'm hoping they they come near me because it's only like five minutes drive <laughs> so that'd be great <laughs> uh, of course they could you know they did the one in Mountain View so I don't think they'll hit that one again so I don't know I, I think there's just some smaller uh, cities uh, kind of like that Lost Cities thing that you know Daniel said um, they might do something like that interesting so now let, let's let's just do a hypothetical here if they do decide to do this now uh, they did do a little minor alteration to their stage I believe, right, where they kind of modified a few things and took away a few yeah. things. Yeah. Now, for this to be worthwhile, and I'm going to go around and ask you all this separately, uh, do you think that they simply have to make some sort of revision to this, whether it's with a set list or maybe add something to the stage or maybe a different effect or something? Otherwise, won't it just be the same show coming around all over again and you're spending another hundred bucks for the same thing all over again? Do you think that they need to do this? Let's start this time with Lonnie. hundred bucks? That's, pretty, that's cheap. Yeah, it's, oh, we're, just, we're, done, just a number. You're sitting in the back, Mark? Um, yeah, and the nosebleeds there. This is... Dude... Do they need to add, change the set list or change the stage for them to come back around to my city? Hell no, they don't. <laughs> They've put on the same basic show since the reunion tour. You kidding me? <laughs> and played basically the same song since the reunion tour. They've changed it up. They they changed it up very little. They changed it up for Rock the Nation in 04 and then just kind of reverted back, you know, to, to what we've done. You know, do, do I see them changing up the set list? to go through the stage one more time? Absolutely not. Because, again, if we're going to hit these major markets again, it's been three years since since we've played these cities. Are people going to remember that set list song for song? No. Just idiots like us that are recording this <laughs> podcast are going to remember that, oh, you know, that, that's the same show you played here back in July of 2019. Nobody remembers that. 
oh, they want to go and they want to hear the hits. They, you know, they want to hear Detroit Rock City and Deuce. And, well, I want to see Dream Breathe Fire. And I want to see Paul Stanley fly across the arena or the amphitheater or wherever they're playing. And I want to hear rock and roll all night. They, they, and, and, and the whole thing is Kiss knows that. They know that the vast majority really don't care what songs they sing. They want to see the effect. They want to see the vast majority there want to see the effects that they've seen at either previous Kiss shows or want to see the effects that they've seen on YouTube or, or whatever that, oh, I know I know Gene breathes the fire and he drools the blood. They, they, most people there don't know or even care to know what song that he does it in front of. Yes, there are the uber fans like us that are going <laughs> to sit there and analyze it to death. But for the most part, no. And, and I think Kiss knows that, so mm. they can get away with being lazy and not having to change up the set list. Interesting. Do you agree, Daniel? Um, I think uh, in order for for these this leg to be as successful as the previous one, I think they need to add something else than changing up the set list or, you know, changing uh, a little bit on stage. I had a talk with I was on a Swedish podcast the other day, and one of the guys, he had a theory. I thought it was kind of fun, but I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure if I agree with him. But but he had noticed that Ace Frehley had canceled all of his European dates mm -hmm. almost at the same time as Gene mentioned the, you know, the, the, the 100 dates. Mm. And uh, actually, if you think, think of it, Ace, if they brought in Ace for a... A limited amount of time, a hundred shows. He goes onto stage and like plays Shock Me or something, or he plays Kojin or, or, or something like that. And then he goes off stage. You, you have a cool video presentation when he comes on stage with, with, with videos from the past behind, behind him and the crowd goes nuts and he plays one song and then he can go back to being lazy. Uh, and if, if that works, maybe they can add I mean, put a few dollars in Bruce Kulik's pocket. He surely will will do it as well. Maybe he can come out and play Tears of Fallen. And, of course, I don't know about Peter, but maybe. Uh, and he said, he, that was his thought that, well, in order for them to be able to sell out arenas again in Europe, they need to add something more. People will not come in the same amount uh, if they come you know, like next year, uh, they need to add something. And that was his idea. And come to think of it, I think they would sell out once again if they did that. And they could limit the amount of time for Ace and Bruce on stage. Uh, you'd have to pay them, of course. But but uh, if, you, if, you, if you play arenas in Europe or amphitheaters in America, I mean, you, you, you earn quite a bit more from playing the arenas over here than playing those amphitheaters. So, yeah. so who knows? So so what you're saying, Daniel, is that Europeans are not as gullible or forgetful as Americans, you know? So basically, uh, you know, the, the, the European people wouldn't stand for a repeat performance is what you're trying to tell me here, so. Uh, not, not, not just the following year, I don't think so. I think they need to add something more. Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe we would, I would at least, but. but uh. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> No, it's your opinion. It's not wrong, or you know, it's everybody's you know views on stuff. So, Mr. Keenan, what what are your views on this hot topic here? Um, 
other than I, my my question is is <laughs> with keep they keep adding dates is, is Kiss really ending? <laughs> you know, um, it seems like it's it's going on forever. Um, so a hundred more dates, it's gonna go. <coughs> Will they get it done this year? I, I don't know. Is there time to do that amount of dates? This year, based on what they're where we're at right now, I don't think so. No, I think we're talking next year, um, maybe the first six months of next year. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Kiss is ending. Um, this is supposed to be the last tour, but the last tour is lasting forever. So, mm. um, even with with or without COVID, it's lasting forever. So. I, I I don't know. I don't think they're ending. The end is not near, as, as far as <laughs> as far as I can tell. It it seems it's very interesting though because you know it, it's almost like they're having second thoughts on on ending the whole thing, you know, because things are going so good, you know, why why stop it? You know, if the gravy train is bringing in the coin. You know, those guys love yeah. the cash. But, you know, you keep hearing Gene and Oga saying, I can't continue to wear these 50-pound costumes when I'm in my 70s. And, you know, I, I can't continue to. And look, at Paul, he's he's on his he's on his last legs, okay? I mean, I don't know if you guys caught that video where they had, like, a before the concert, like a sound check, and they had some people come out and watch it. And some guy asked him, and he looked really familiar. I'm wondering if it's one of those guys who has this other podcast I watch sometimes. Uh, asked somebody, well, some guy there asked uh, Paul, what song would he like to add to a set list that they're not currently playing? And he said that he would love to do Nowhere to Run. And they started clapping oh, yeah. when he said it. <clears throat> and he started playing it really quick, quickly on guitar. But he didn't dare open his mouth to sing it because, he, you know, he, he can't sing a, a word of that song. Okay. So... You know, I mean, it's that this is the problem here because I mean, when I said earlier, should they change up their set list? And that they're really much committed to their set list because of the fact that everything has to be pre-recorded, arranged, organized, timed properly. They can't just say, yeah, you know, skip this song tonight, guys. Let's let's do a you know all the way instead. They can't do that nowadays, you know. So True. they could do a Gene song in there. Yeah, but they, but they couldn't throw "Take Me" in there. They could yeah, do yeah. all the way. They True. couldn't do, like, take me. Or they couldn't do... Like, there, there's a reason why they haven't done Strutter. Just throw in Strutter. There, there's a reason why they haven't done it. Yeah. They're not able to. They're very the creatures yeah, of the night that's, or whatever. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, yeah. The other, on the other hand, as I just have to say, when you're watching Kiss for what you, you're thinking is the last time, I had no problem with the set list. I, I really didn't want no, no, you know, no of those... Uh, None of those uh, deep cuts. I wanted the the classic songs. I was surprised by it myself that I enjoyed it so much. But uh, I wanted to hear Heavens on Fire. I wanted to hear Deuce and all the rest of it. You didn't want to hear Lonely as the Hunter? Or Fits Like a Glove? (laughs) Fits Like a... You would have liked that. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked that. That's true. That's true. But, uh, but, but, But when it comes to being the last and final show... I don't want a whole lot of obscure songs. I was surprised myself, but I felt that this was almost a perfect set list. I could have done without the 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 songs from songs. What is it? From say yeah, after Sonic Sonic yeah, say yeah, yeah. Say yeah. It could have that switched was out. Kind something. of a low point, but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. 
Interesting, interesting. Sure. Okay, so let's move on to something different here now, just for a minute. Um, we were talking, obviously, last week about the whole, you know, videos that came out there uh, with Mr. Loomis and how his channels have shut down. So, as we all know, there are other people who have other channels who have been popping up some of these videos on their channels. I've been noticing, like, the 75 show that was on when he first put on, popped up the the Kobo Hall encores have popped up elsewhere. Uh, a lot of the show stuff has popped up elsewhere, not so much some of the, you know, like the, the, the backstage footage of the video making and stuff like that hasn't really shown in spots, but a lot of the stuff that he put up has appeared. Uh, just speaking hypothetically, because this is, you know, we, we don't have any idea about this guy and what he's doing, but do you really think this is the end of the leakage? Do you think they'll maybe with a little bit of time, you know, let the kind of, you know, let everything kind of die down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden one morning we might come on and see that there's something else leaked under a new name by somebody who's, you know, suddenly has some new videos to pop up. Let's go to Ken this time. Do you think that there'll be a reintroduction of these kind of videos? It's possible. Um, I mean, right now it's so quiet. It seems like a, it's, it may not happen, uh, but it may he may or someone may found a may find an outlet to release them other than YouTube possibly um, somewhere where they can't get it forced down maybe I, you know or they will they will come out on another page and somehow uh, or create a new ID uh, you know another Halloween inspired Halloween movie inspired name like Mike Myers or something like that and yeah. and and release them again um, but it's obviously the right now it's like uh, we're seeing some pop up the ones that already came out and people have you know recorded uh, pop up on like podcast you know Facebook page uh, and other stuff like that so um yeah, it could it could still happen. I, I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping the guy's still pissed, and and <laughs> and wants to release it. He's just he's just kind of like you said, letting the dust settle, and and you know, kind of orchestrating, planning his attack for when he's gonna when he when he's gonna you know upload these things somewhere. That's what I hope. Cause you know, yeah, the fans deserve to see the darn things, in my opinion. But. Yeah. Well, Daniel, what do you think? Uh, I'm hoping it's not the end. Uh, I don't think it's even the beginning of the end. But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. Let's hope for that. Uh, That's some Winston Churchill for you. (laughs) Uh, Classic quote from Winston Churchill, Second World War. Uh, It actually goes for the... That quote suits the end of the end of the road tour perfectly. Uh, this might be the end of the beginning yeah Uh, but uh, I think two things first of all does this Sam Loomis guy feel that he's made his point that he's uh, made the other guy uh, butt hurt enough so so he feels it you know so so he, he has made his point if he feels like that I don't think he will release that much more but if it feels like he wants this guy to suffer a bit more, he might wait and let things calm down, and then he goes for the juggler once again, and uh, makes his point 
again. Uh, on the, the the second thing is he's got such a positive response from the Kiss army. Mm. So that might affect him one way or the other. Uh, and it might might also uh, affect other Kiss hoarders. Um, at least I'm hoping. Uh, maybe I'm going a little bit too much Ken now with the positivity here. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm You're actually hoping... Uh, I'm actually hoping that other hoarders come um, get other, their minds straight. Yeah. Other Robin Hoods. Other Robin Hoods. Yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> and understand that why am I hoarding this stuff? I mean, it's actually for the Kiss Army. If I bring this to them, I will become a hero of sorts. Maybe I don't even have to be anonymous. I can just say, I've changed my mind. I was wrong. And here you go. But uh, we'll see. Interesting. Lonnie? No, I don't think it's over yet. You know, um, people, who, people, people who are emotional or emotionally distraught about something or angry about something, that doesn't go away very easily, especially if they get slapped on the wrist. Usually that only um, infuriates someone even more. Fuels the so, fire. Correct. So my prediction is that we're we're biding our time, and you know, pa patience is often the best revenge. To just bide your time and, and wait to strike. And you know, and I, I think to Ken's point, you know, maybe we we pop up in the future, maybe you know, under the name Jamie Lee Curtis or something like that, or yes. or, or, or something else, and and then all of a sudden, you know, from from a different. From a different IP, from a different IP address, from a different state, even or something like that, that all under a different username and a different IP address from a different state that we can't link one to the other. Um, I, I I don't think it's over. I I think it, I think that Mr. Loomis was burned and was double crossed, and things like that don't go away from a slap on the wrist. Very good, very good points there. I I. I think that there's some valid uh, thinking in there, some some very deep logic in that comment. So I, I applaud you there, Lonnie, with that. That's that's a very very well thought out answer to that. Um, the the thing with this that I'm finding interesting is that right when he started dropping stuff, like the last thing that I saw was the Cadillac Michigan footage that he put up mm -hmm. last. Yeah. And I had I was just about to go and see as I saw it pop up. Like okay, after breakfast I'm gonna check it out, and then bam. It was gone. I was like, shit, I didn't get to see it, right? You know, but at that point now, you know, it was starting to think, it was starting to feel like he's going to get into some really obscure stuff. Did, did you guys get the feeling that maybe now he was going to drop another like bomb, like a really big one that we weren't, you know, expecting? Like maybe like the, the concert from the Cadillac that, that they did inside the school or something? Like, do you think somebody has that actual footage in their collection? Let's go to Lonnie back on that one. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. I, I you know, I, I think that, you know, that could have been leading up to something like Cadillac footage is is very sought out, is a very holy grail type of type of show. Um, if, according to everything we heard, as the stuff was being put up, like, well, this isn't it, and like, and I heard reports like, well, this isn't nearly close to being it. Like, this this could be just the beginning of, of what is coming out. So. You know, it, it, it's interesting to, and it's 
it's interesting and it's, it's like hopeful to think like what else could there be yeah you know um like a largo 75 the the, the encores from from Cobo hall the the houston 76 stuff that we saw um it's interesting what else could be out there i mean the, the asylum stuff i mean there, yeah. there there's so much stuff that 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 was just blowing our minds on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times in the same day. Um, and it was showing no signs of slowing down yeah. until all of a sudden it was gone. Yeah. So it makes me feel like, yeah, there's, there's good stuff out there and there's, there's, there's Holy Grail type stuff still out there. Yeah. Do you agree, Ken? Yeah, I think there is other, uh, Holy Grail stuff out there. Definitely. Um, I think I saw the Cadillac one when it was when it came uh, when it dropped. Uh, I kind of was going through it really quick, kind of thing, jumping through it, and I can't remember. Did I see some live footage in, in that? I, I know I saw live footage um, of them playing on stage. I, it was just it was short. It wasn't like a full concert or anything. But I believe that was in there, unless I'm thinking of something else that was uploaded at that same time. But I swear it was some live footage of Kiss on, you know, playing at, you know, yeah. Cadillac. Um, so I thought, wow, you know, so that is a Holy Grail kind of thing. Um, I I just hope, you know, and even the the original person who has owns these videos, I guess owns, you know, whatever. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> you're not getting any younger. We're not getting any younger. Maybe, maybe you should be the one to, you know, release them and drop them out. Uh, um, become the hero or whatever you want to call it. Because I mean, I don't think you're gonna make if you if you're trying to monetize it. I really don't think you're gonna make a ton of money. Um, is it really worth it? And you know, taking it to your grave. You know, exactly. or, or, or who knows what the plan is, but I, I just think it, it at this point, you know, we're, we're getting so far, 50 years of kiss, whatever, um, it, something's got to be done, um, something should be released. Something's got to give, man. Something's yeah. got to give. Yeah. Do you agree, Daniel? Uh, you guys talked a lot about um, the older material. Um, Lana mentioned Asylum. I'm actually looking forward to getting some more revenge stuff uh, since that show they they shot I think three nights for a live three. So they they should there should be at least two more concerts. I don't know how much they shot if it was just single camera or a pro shot, but I was really surprised to see that Largo ninety two concert. I had no idea it existed and I thought I knew quite a bit about the Revenge bootlegs and stuff. I had no idea that that one was around. And you see, a lot of the stuff that Loomis put up was from that documentary they did last year, uh, the A and A documentary or whatever it, it was called. Uh, what was the name of that yeah. one? Yeah. And uh, one show that Loomis didn't release that was shown on that documentary was a mint copy of Tokyo 95. It's just a single camera, but it's really crisp picture. And we all know the sound from Tokyo 95 is great. There is a soundboard has been floating around for decades. 
so put that together with the video, combine the audio with the video and release that, that would be awesome to, to see. So I'm really hoping that this is just a pause that Loomis has done because we need to catch our breath, so to speak. It was kind of overwhelming, you know, I remember Ken said, well, from last week we have 13 new <laughs> videos released. I mean, 13 videos, there are gems, all of them almost. I mean, it's a lot to take in. So I actually appreciate that Loomis gave us a little bit of a pause so we can digest these video proper, properly and, and give them the time that they deserve. And then it can start over again. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very valid point. I mean, it, it was getting at one point overwhelming, even for me. Like, I mean, I remember I would get up in the morning, there's like three, four other videos, and I still hadn't even caught up on the other ones that were put up before. And I'm trying to catch up and watch them because they're not like nine minute videos some of these are like 45 minutes an hour long so it's not like you can just sit down and watch them and 10 minutes later you're done you have to actually put some time into it mm -hmm. to watch some of these things so mm -hmm. excellent point so i'm curious to see down the line in future episodes you know if we'll be talking about some new dropped videos that come up now with that said i i saw a topic here in our list of things to discuss that really caught my attention for numerous reasons so I wanted to bring this one up with you guys. And I think Ken might have a little chuckle on this one. And he'll know why in a minute when I start talking about it. The the the, the idea of the topic was, does KISS deserve a MoFi treatment of a record? <clears throat> now, the reason why I'm kind of laughing at that is because I'm not sure how much you guys have been following this, but there's been a huge kerfuffle in the, in the vinyl community world about MoFi records. Because MoFi Records claim to be everything that we do is taken from the original analog tapes and we re, you know, stamp it, lacquer it and stamp it and we put it out and it's like the original analog tape versions. And it just came out a few days ago that since from 2015 or even earlier, they've been using nothing but digital copies of this and hadn't used analog for years. So this has been a big brouhaha amongst the vinyl community now. The, the MoFi end of things is supposed to be, you know, like like a really top-notch, crystal clear, you know, analog sounding treatment of a record. If you guys would want a record like that done by MoFi, what album do you think would be worthy of this sort of a treatment uh, from the KISS catalog? Let's start with Daniel on this one. What, what kind of record do you think would be worthy of this? Uh, well, actually, I'm pretty pleased with the sound of, of a lot of the records, but the early ones, I don't know, especially Harder Than Hell sounds kind of mm -hmm. dated. Um, so if they could do something with Harder Than Hell in order to make it a bit more, you know, make the instruments come forward a bit more and, and a bit more crisp, that could be a good idea. Uh, the first album as well, I don't like the production of that one. I don't know how much they can do. But uh, of course, I would like to hear some of my favorite albums in crisp uh, quality, like Rock and Roll Over or Revenge. I think that's perfect as it is. But uh, maybe Animalize or Asylum, do something with, with those as well, would be really cool. But uh, on the other hand, I would rather take a bootleg concert from <laughs> from the Revenge Tour or something like that if I, if I would have to pick. Interesting, interesting. Ken, what about you? Yeah, um, it would be nice, um, even though if they do it digitally, whatever. If they make it sound better than, better or equal to the original, um, mm -hmm. 
then uh, I'm all for it, um, doing it. Um, because, for instance, you know, the very first album, um, very first album, is it, it's it sounds good uh, on the represses and stuff like that, or, or even the one, you know, the um, uh, 2014 vinyl. You yeah. know, it sounds pretty good. I admit it, but it's a little compressed. Um, uh, my the original white label promo copy just you know kills that copy of 2014 it's so much better uh so if you can find original releases of these of kiss albums are going to be you know first pressings they're they're going to be pretty much the best but there is a case where you know like daniel says hotter than hell but hotter than hell would have to be probably if they had all the tapes and uh, whatever uh, they would have to remix the darn thing because uh, that thing is just so you know muddy <laughs> it's muddy sounding. and what these guys say on, on MoFi they said they they listen to the original original releases and maybe some other releases and they try to do the best to recapture that same original <clears throat> best sound of yeah. a vinyl uh, when they do the new release they try to match it if they can yeah. or it may be improve on it which they they've done in some cases so uh yeah as for which album i'd wanted want them to do um i would <laughs> i wouldn't mind them doing something like uh i mean we have half speed of some things i wouldn't mind a good rock and roll over you know a, a nice rock and roll over release um i mean there's other ones too i wouldn't be pissed off about most any of them them doing any of them but uh you know rock and roll over is uh, one i'd pick for now interesting lonnie who are we kidding if they were to do this you know Never. what album they would choose destroyer oh destroyer that is the test album for everything it was a test album for colored vinyl several years ago it was the test album for any kind of deluxe Box album set. release <laughs> If they were to do this, 100%, it would be destroyed. Period. End of discussion. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> um, for, as for me, I, I think I kind of lean towards sort of what uh, both Ken and uh, Daniel were saying in, in terms of that the very first record, while it's a gem as far as great songs on that album, but the production of it is a little flat. You know, it, and, you know, they can't do anything about the tempos. They are a little slow in that album compared to, like, yeah. the live versions. <clears throat> but, you know, a good kind of remaster done by a company like MoFi, which, you know, I know it's a tricky thing to talk about now, but uh, they can take something like that and give the drums a bit more oomph. They can give the guitars a little bit more sheen. They can give the bass guitar a little bit more thump to it. So they can take those elements and improve on them for sure you know so the two records that i would love to, to see get done a, a mofi treatment would be the first album and this might be an odd pick but i'd love to see them do unmasked because unmasked is a record yeah. that i think that kind of fell flat again similarly to like the first record there's some great songs on that album but i think it just fell flat from a an uninspired mix and a sort of flat mastering so if it got a little bit more shine to it and a little bit more oomph in the bottom end i think that could be a really really standout record so 
yeah, I, I think that, that that would be an interesting thing to, uh, you know, think about. Whether it happens or not, you know, with KISS, this is all wishful thinking on our end. You know, for KISS to do something, it takes usually 10 years, and it's, they're usually behind five years of everybody else when they're doing it. So you never know. You know, maybe it's going to take, you know, a couple of other bands to do a MoFi, and then five years later, they'll do one. So yeah. uh, another topic that's here that's interesting that I, I wanted to bring up, uh, and it's interesting because this kind of a question has been asked before con containing another person, but we never really talked about this with this guy. The question is, did Bruce Kulick save Kiss? Now, we always talk about did Vinnie Vincent save Kiss and blah, 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 blah. But let, let, let's take a look at this, for example. Did Bruce Kulick save Kiss? Now, I'm just going to give my quick little response to this. I think that, in a way, I really think he did. Because if you think about it, they lost Ace. They got they got in, you know, Vinny. It didn't go well with Vinny. They got in Mark St. John. That didn't go well either. So, you know, it was getting to the point where if the next guy they got in didn't do good, you know, they were probably get frustrated and who knows what could have happened. They probably said, you know what, screw this. You know, I'm sick of looking for guitar players. Maybe the KISS fans would be like sick of hearing that they're having another guitar player. I think that the stability that Bruce brought to the band really saved their butt you know i think i mean they did some great tours after that some great records i mean i know i'm gonna get no argument from lonnie when i say that revenge ended up being a fantastic record some of his best playing that he's ever done and a tour that we're still talking about to this day that they did with that band and that lineup so you know bruce was a huge part of that so let's go around the table again with that what do you think lonnie yes um, I think that's really interesting that Bruce Kulik said Kiss. You know, we always hear, you know, like you said, Mark, um, other arguments. Um, but yeah, Bruce brought some stability to the band when they really needed it. When, you know, we're, we're, we have a different guitar player for every album, it seemed like, for, for several years. And in a time of crisis, when Mark St. John couldn't tour, Bruce stepped in and saved him, saved him immediately, starting with the Animalized tour. Saved him right away. I mean, had Bruce not been able to do that, what, what were their other options at that point? Was it to go back to Vinny and say, <laughs> hey, we're sorry? I mean, I, I, I guess that was an option on the table, maybe not a large option on the table, but it, it probably was something that, that did cross your mind at the time. I, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. But but going from from Ace to Vinny to Mark and then Bruce and like and I and I'm and I'm sure that Gene and Paul are looking at each other like, gosh, I hope this this works out. That you know, you know, we're gonna bring Bruce in to do asylum. And then it probably had to have been very refreshing that we brought him back for crazy nights. We got we found our guy. After years and years of looking, we found our guy. He's talented. He's, you know, he's not a head case. Um, I, I think he did bring. I think that I think that's an excellent point that, and it's something that doesn't get brought up very often. That he he did bring some stability to the band in a time where um, they were just flopping guitars and flopping the rotations, and you know they could they could finally say, hey, this is Kiss. This is the unmasked Kiss. Here we are. Interesting. So what do you think there, Ken? Yeah, I mean, 
I agree with Lonnie. Um, he was the right guy at the right time, um, and um, like Lonnie said, he you know created or you know made the band stable um, through the whole unmasked era. Uh, so just a great guy, great team team player kind of guy, um, just a great guy in general, um, and a great guitar player. Um, so all those you know check boxes are, are marked and and uh, it was the right choice at that time um, yeah if, if they didn't get him who knows what have happened they could have been going through a couple more guitarists um, and who knows what would have happened to the to them or the music and <laughs> the music itself uh, they like I think Mark said, you know, they might have just hung it up and said, forget it. Then, you know, 89 comes and Paul goes, his, does the solo tour and then stays solo and, kiss, and Kiss is done. Um, otherwise, after that, the only thing that saved Kiss is the makeup um, in 96. Uh, and it's been saving them, I think, through the rest, you know, up until now. So, yeah, I, 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 I definitely think Bruce Kulick saved kiss through through the 80s definitely awesome good points there what about you uh there daniel well a lot of great points from you guys uh, there's not a whole lot to add i think it was important i think kiss learned from their mistakes uh they had problems with ace you know he, they couldn't count on him he was late he was a bit lazy uh he had problems with different kind of kinds of substances same goes for peter Vinnie Vincent and Mark St. John, it seems, was two head cases, you know, they were kind of <laughs> out there a bit crazy. So they must have sat down and thought, what do we need? We need someone who is loyal, uh, a musician. He can play well, as Vinnie could, but he, mm -hmm. he lacked in other areas. And also no ego. That was a big thing for Kiss, I think. Yes. We need to find someone with no ego. So Bruce, to me, he was actually the template for later when they uh, went for Eric Singer, you know, no ego, loyal musician. And the same thing with Tommy Thayer, pretty good musically, uh, loyal and no ego. So Bruce actually was the template. They understood that this is the type of guy we need in this, but we can't have three stars. There's only room for two in this band, as there are in, right. in most bands. You know, Joe Perry and, and, and Adler and so on. You often have two guys, Jagger and, and uh, Richards. Richards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, they finally understood that they didn't need a flashy guitar player that stood in front of Paul and played long solos. They needed a loyal guy with no ego. And that's what they got, even though I, I at times thought he lacked a bit on stage and so on. Not the playing, but the performing part. But but I yeah. could live with that but because Paul and Gene, they ran around all the time, so didn't matter that much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great, great points. Uh, very well thought out. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you guys one last question for today's episode. And this one kind of hit me from all the things that we were talking about here. So we're going to close off our show with this last question. I'm very curious to hear you guys' response to this. 
So we were just talking earlier about the 100 dates that they added, and we kind of hit upon, you know, are they really going to end this? I mean, it seems like they're going to keep going on and touring and touring and touring. So that, that brought up a question in my mind. This infamous last show that they talked about since the very beginning of the of the whole end of the road tour, you know, we're going to do one final last big show, whether it's going to be, you know, in New York somewhere or going to be, you know, at Central Park or whatever. Do you think that they haven't properly announced this final show yet because they don't really want to do it and continue keep touring? Or do you just think that it's just not something that they have enough you know, information yet because there's always that hint of Ace, can he come and play at the last show? Or can we get Peter in? Or, you know, what can we do to make this special? Do you think that they're not pulling the trigger on the final concert because they just don't want to end it? Or do you just think that's because they still have to go through some legalese to get this done? Let's start with Ken. <laughs> yeah, legal, legal stuff. Um, it could be that. <laughs> They could be working, trying to, you know, kiss lawyers, talking to Peter's lawyers and Ace's lawyers, and they want all this money just to perform the last show, whenever that may be. Yes, Paul keeps saying it's going to be in New York, uh, which is the obvious place to to do it. But I don't think it's been settled on where in New York. And it depends. And I think that depends on, yeah, if you can get... Peter and Ace back uh, for a couple, you know, the encore or whatever, and and get Bruce there. And uh, who am I missing? Well, I don't know if they're gonna get Vinny, but but uh, <laughs> uh, I I think there may be negotiations, and they just well, let's just, we're just it's just extend us out and keep trying to work at figuring out this last date and and see if we can get those guys. Because if they don't get those guys. It's not going to be a big shebang or whatever. Um, I, they need them, and I think Ace and Peter know that to really go out with that one huge last show that they want to do. And so there may be a lot of they may want a lot of money. Just give it to them, you know. Gosh, how much more money do you need? Just give it to them. Let them. Let them. You know. I mean, unless they're asking some stupid outrageous number of course um just give them money let's let's get it over with just do it have a big party and celebrate kiss exactly daniel what do you think Um, i think it depends a bit on how these final hundred shows work out for them Uh, i don't think the the final show of those hundred will be the last one i actually think they will uh, do a final show that's separate from the tour. I mean, they always said that this is the end of the touring, the end of yeah. his touring, um, hinting that they might do more stuff. So I think they will do this tour and then start looking at where can we do a final last hooray. Uh, obviously, it will be in New York, I think. If they don't get a big offer from Dubai or something like <laughs> that, from the Middle East, they could go over there and do it just for back. the money. That, that wouldn't be good, but they can go back to the Middle East because those boys are sitting on some good oil money that they can give to Kiss. <laughs> so I wouldn't want that to happen, but I'm just saying it could happen. This is Kiss. Uh, this is about money, but but I, I'm hoping it will be in New York, but I think it will be separate from the tour. Interesting. Lonnie? 
you know, I, I think they will do these dates and play them out. And it's interesting because we never did get a, there, there was speculation about this 20 years ago. When will be the fi- when or where will be the final kiss tour, the final kiss show? And and we never got it. And we kind of sat around. We kind of sat around for a couple years, and then oh, we're going to do this symphony. And oh, guess what? We're touring with Errol Smith this summer. Oh, we're back. Okay. Um, I I I don't know if I don't know if we will ever get that big final kiss show that everyone is clamoring for. Um, Paul said the other day, like, well, things are going too good. You know, why end it right now? You said that 20 years ago. You said the same thing 20 years ago. Why end it right now? Things are going so good. Really? Are they? I mean, I, I know your attendance is great, but we're, we're, we're a shell of what we once were with the discussion we had earlier about not being able to change the set list and, and, and this and that. I mean, but I, I think that they're, they're going to keep going as long as people keep coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I really do. Or, or as long as people keep coming and as long as they're physically able to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if we will get it. I think that's an, that's an excellent point. It's, and it's kind of a scary thing to think about because if if they're not going to commit to it, then I think you could be right. I mean, this this could just be keep going on and on. They could find another excuse. Oh, we forgot that this region, this you know, we forgot these fifteen cities that we you know we we played back in the seventies. We missed them. You know, like there's. I met be this some guy excuse. at a car wash last week, and he wanted to know when the next tour was. So I said, <laughs> Oh, I guess, well, I guess I better get going on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, it's it's interesting you know we live in an interesting world that with kiss in it you know it, it just always seems like once you think this is going to be done something else happens and we got something else going on there's another cruise or there's another this and there's another that you know is it ever going to end who knows or maybe they'll do another las vegas thing after it's all done who knows I mean, with kiss you never know what will happen with them but let's end it on that note uh we had some interesting discussions today about many different topics we of course are looking to see what you guys out there think uh do you think this tour will ever end does kiss deserve a mofi treatment to an album you know and does did bruce kulik save kiss in the 80s we want to hear your thoughts so that we can have daniel read some more fantastic comments that you guys leave us and uh you know talk about it on future episodes so let's leave it at that On behalf of myself, on behalf of Lonnie, Ken, and Daniel, thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you guys all next week. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.